Roland Fanning is the new baseball coach at Austin Peay State University. This week on Clarksville's Conversation, he tells Charlie and Katie about growing up in small-town Oklahoma, the importance of getting loud and trash talk in baseball, and his plans to create chaos with a unique new center field. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Katie, I hate to interrupt your casual conversation, but it's time to get busy. I'm over here like doing an interview off record over here. We're just kind of getting to know well, each other. Well, we're on the record now. Okay, we're recording. And, so and you- as you can tell, you're going to hear the word bang oh. a bunch here in just a minute. Facts. But I don't want to steal your thunder. Okay, I haven't heard that off yet. So I mean, that's good. That, well, I'm, I'm ready for that. Well, well, Coach, we want to welcome you. Yeah. And I think you feel welcome because you and Katie have been chatting for a little bit. We hit it off. You got so much in common that nobody else really cares about. But that's cool because you guys uh, have did each you other. Did you just tell us nobody cares about that's what right. we haven't? That's right. Charlie. I didn't say <clears throat> what y'all had in common, though. Yeah, I, I, true. That's true, facts. True, true, I am so glad you're here. It was like, you know, herding cats to get you here. Oh. And, but... Okay. I wouldn't have herding it any cats. Other way. Well, I think it was more of the operator of the computer for the invite to get me here. Oh, Charlie, but, yeah, it's well, technically yeah, challenged. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you say that. So, um, <laughs> is he passing that. the buck onto you? Is he blaming you? <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, I, yeah. A lot of people find it interesting that Charlie's actually the one that organizes these podcasts because mm-hmm. I'm actually the more organized one. I just don't have time. I actually believe you. Yeah. Hey, hey, actually, hey. Actually, I just don't, I don't have, time. have time. I do it. He does it for, he's passionate about it. He does okay. it for the love yeah. of it. We're back on track. Okay. okay. Welcome. Okay. Glad yeah. to have you here. Thanks yes, it's been, I, it's been fun. <laughs> So, uh, where are you from? How'd you get here? What's going on? Man, I'm just a country boy <laughs> from a small town in southeast Oklahoma called Colgate, Oklahoma, as I was telling Katie earlier. Um, C-O-A-L, not the C-O-A-L, toothpaste. C-O-A-L, not the toothpaste. <laughs> We're the home of the Wildcats and uh, home of about 2,500-ish people. Graduated with about 32 people in my graduating class. Um and I'm, I, I told her the famous status. I think we're the only county in the state of Oklahoma without a stoplight, which I'm really proud of. So you do you, you have can a just blinking speed through light? It. No. You don't no. have a blink. You just got stop, stop signs. Stop signs. Okay. Much stop signs and gravel roads, man. That's what it is. That's how, that's how I grew up, yeah. gravel roads and stop signs. But now we do have um, a stoplight in Pocahontas now. You know what? We actually, on the highway, we have a flashing light. There's a, uh, on the out, like, it's not really in our city highway. limits, but on the highway where there's a hill, um, there's flashing lights, and we have a couple of flashing road signs. We have Amish community still in our county. Yeah, sure. To the horses and the carriages, because you know you don't hit one coming over a hill. So that's yeah, right. that's, that's important. Yep. So what did you do for fun in high school in a small community like that? Oh, played football, baseball, basketball, ran track, played summer baseball, hauled hay, lots of cattle, sports. Yeah. Um, fed horses, rode four wheelers. Camped out, hunted, fished a little bit. A lot of outdoor stuff. Now, yep. now I can see you as a baseball <laughs> player, football player. Yep. Track? Yeah. Yeah, I could run in, sh- in short sprints. You know, his legs don't, aren't meant for long distance. Okay. <laughs> so you had like 10-yard dash? I mean, what are we talking yeah. about? Oh, Charlie. Yeah, uh, re- so, so, my junior, <laughs> no, no. so my junior year, we had a football coach who was uh, our track coach who just uh, moved in and, and – um, they needed they needed somebody for the relay team, and oh, I, cool. I actually didn't even um, I wouldn't practice. I would just go run. I would just go do it. Yeah, and then I'd go right back to baseball. Like if if it was that day, I would run track in the morning and head straight to the field. Yeah, and so that was kind of fun. It was a good challenge. So oh, Charlie, when you grow up in a small community and you graduate with like thirty two people, you have to multitask and do multiple sports, or the no, school get gets it. no yeah. teams. I get it. Yeah, no. you have to. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's. I think that's honestly. Um, I kind of. I kind of. Everybody's always like, you know, how did you? You're really personable, or whatever people think of me. But it's like growing up in a small town, you know everybody. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you talk to everybody. And my grandfather, so he was. We, we were cattle buyers and trade. We yep. bought and sold cattle, and so I would go with my my grandfather to different cell barns Monday through Friday, right? And as a kid, as you can believe it or not, I was really active. I'd run around and get, you know, get in a little trouble as a little I have uh, that surprises yeah, me. Yeah, so he would he would literally as soon as we get there, he'd start pointing people out, and make me go shake their hand, introduce myself, tell yeah. them where I'm from. And uh, what he did was he taught me a life skill. Mm-hmm. He taught me a life skill and uh, something that's probably a little bit of a lost art. And so uh, I learned that just basically just you know through him traveling. Uh, like I said it's like these little towns, these little counties around you, and you just. Go to the cell barn. You you buy you buy cattle. You get you a cheeseburger at the cell barn there, and a couple of canned Dr. Peppers, and until you get home, and that's what you do. So that's you cool. know I imagine too, not just the art of introducing yourself, but you know when you're a young and like that, and you're dealing with someone older, that can even be intimidating. So you just kind of learned that everybody kind of is the same at their yeah. core. Yeah, yeah. And even 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 back playing American Legion baseball, and again, I'm I, you know, you'd have to go sell ads for your summer. For your summer ball, right? So mm-hmm. twenty dollars ads in the program, right? And you're going yeah. down Main Street in Colgate, Oklahoma, knocking on each the banks, right? And the and the convenience stores and the the one lawyer in town and the CNC hardware, right? And and so like you, you kind of learn again. Like at the time, you don't realize it, but learn how mm-hmm. to just get told no or yes, and that that that, that hello, how you doing? Would you give me a, a couple of dollars, right? And you know, now in the world we live in, I live in, it's fundraising, it's yep. shaking people's hands, it's mm-hmm. calling people, it's cold calling people it's introduce yourself it's recruiting it's it's uh it's all of it and again i just think from where i'm how i grew up i was lucky luckily enough to uh grow up uh with hard-working people that taught me yeah. some life skills mm-hmm. yeah you don't seem very shy because every event i've been at uh that you've been at you've you've made friends quick yeah i'm all in though like when i that's when, right yeah when i make my mind up on something i'm all in yeah, um, yeah. every stop i've been at um, I just believe in, in this, in this field or wherever you're at, even, even in your, even in your mm-hmm. girl's world, like when you move your family somewhere, you better be all in or it's not going to work. Yeah. Or you can't, like, you're not like, you can't be like 90% in say like, what's, what's going on over here? Maybe I'll take that job. No, like I got through all my Nike stuff in, in a bend. <laughs> like I'm all, I'm wearing my Under Armour every day. Like I'm, I'm all Austin P every day, yeah. all day because that's just the way I'm wired. Every school I've been to, like, that's my version of the Yankees. Like, when I sign up there, like, all right, let's go. Yeah. Don't tell me what I don't have. Tell me what I do have, and I'll make whatever we don't have special. Yeah. That's just the way I'm wired. And, you know, we see that with – seems like what you're teaching your student-athletes, too, because you're getting them involved in community activities, yeah. and then they're they're intermingling with us, yeah. and that's that's that skill you're talking about. They need that whenever baseball or whatever they're doing is over and they get into the – to the real world or, or having a job or interviewing or any of that, yep. they're not intimidated by that communication. Yeah. Not, not that I'm going to try to give you a lot of like analogies here, but two of the C's and we call we talk about the four C's it's, it's classroom, it's community, it's, it's, uh, um, championships. Okay. And then there's careers on top of that. Yep. Okay. But like these guys, I tell them all the time when people walk through our facility, stop, shake their hand. Yeah. Like, like we talk about our facility being recruit ready, uh, 20, 365-24-7, right? Because you never know when the next donor comes through there. You never know when they shake your hand. You might mm-hmm. hire them for a job one day, right? Yeah. They're, and now in the world of of uh, name, image, and likeness, like, yeah, I really like that player. 
hmm, maybe I want to sponsor him. Or maybe I want to give him something, right? Like you never know what that impression can leave on somebody. And to your point, like um, just just the interaction of having like like talking instead of texting, like that's a big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just think it's pretty valuable. Um, it's been valuable for me. And again, I don't know if I'm doing what I'm doing is right. I'm going to do this the way I think that it needs to be done because I've been doing this 15 years and I've learned from a lot of people that I'm like, I never want to do that. And also want to do it different in my way. And so, uh, yeah, I hope, I hope our, our players are doing that. The fact you mentioned that really fires me up to be honest with you. Yeah, I guarantee. So now you played all these sports in high school and you mm-hmm. went to college and played baseball. Mm-hmm. Why did you choose baseball over all the other sports? Cause I was too short to play football. I should have played football. I want to play football so bad. It wasn't even funny. Uh huh. I love football. But apparently you're fast. I mean, if you're fat. I, I wasn't like like real fast. I was fast enough to get open to catch a football. Okay. Um, um, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back. I'm 13th all time in the state of Oklahoma in, in receptions in one year. I caught 90, 90 balls one Looky year. Looky there. Yeah. 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 yeah that was, I was kind of like Wes Welker right before yeah. the short slot guy was important, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, could, I could really catch a football. Uh, it had no breakaway speed. And I like to talk a lot of noise in the football field. That was my skill. I, that does yeah. not that surprise me. Getting in some yeah, skill. that was just hey, my skill. My yeah. son's football coach always tells him, you only have to be good at one thing. Just yeah. be really good at one thing. Yeah. So yours was talking smack. Yeah. I still, <laughs> I, listen, if you, listen if, you, if you walk out to a practice at Raymond Seaham Ballpark and you watch a, a scrimmage, mm-hmm. you will hear a lot of um, competitive talk amongst mm-hmm. our players. Mm-hmm. I'd actually encourage that. Um, it won't be for everybody. Um, but I believe that um, when things are real competitive, you see what people are made of. Mm-hmm. And some of our players um, maybe have been in some other places because we have a lot of new players. And I've really kind of just encouraged them being themselves, being loud. Um, and uh, to, to bring that because most college players, when they transfer, there's, there's a reason why they transfer, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it didn't yeah. work out. Maybe they weren't the right fit for that coach. Maybe they wanted to go somewhere reset, whatever, right? And so when you get these guys on the other side, um, you got to bring out what once was their best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their com- like the competitive side has to be like, I call it like razor edge sharp. The edge piece is important. So we've just amped up the competition from, because yeah. if you talk trash to me, well, if you're competitive, like you're going to go right back at them. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And so like these guys were talking trash during ping pong in the locker room, pool, play, PlayStation 5. Like these guys are competing in their batting practice and their infield defense and their bullpens. Like, yeah. And I mean, I, I, there's air horns going off. There's music going like during games. Like I don't believe in the quiet nonsense that baseball wants to have. Like yeah. I think of this completely different. And so um, again, we're just uh, again. I don't know if I'm doing it right or not. But we're gonna have a lot of fun doing so, it. So, so let, let me ask you this: So when when people talk trash, we see it. Uh, we just saw it recently in the NBA. A couple of players on the same team got in a scuffle, mm-hmm. right? Whatever that was. So if you know, if I'm competitive and you're competitive, we're talking trash. Sometimes there could be a little scuffle or a little dust up or yep. whatever. How do you handle that? We've had two of them this fall. What happens? What do you do? Stop practicing and talk about it right then. I don't wait around. Yeah. yeah to be yeah. honest with you, it was good. It's good. If, if if I believe in college in college sports, you have to amp up. You have to amp up everything. We don't have a minor league season. We don't have a long preseason. Like yeah. We have a short window. And I, two weeks ago, like I said, I've been doing this 15 years. I saw maybe the most competitive fall scrimmage I'd ever seen on a Sunday afternoon mm-hmm. with nobody in the stands. And um, if guys can get that competitive on a Sunday in the fall, yeah, oof, I can't wait till the spring. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I may have told you this during when I saw you recently. In um in junior high, when there was such thing as a junior high, Chris, you may be. There still is, isn't there? Oh, middle school and then high school. 
um, in in basketball. In yeah, basketball, she knew how we were we, from. We would have some little scuffles, yeah. and our basketball coach would, right after practice, we'd go in the locker room. Say if me and you got in a little little mm-hmm. dust up there, we'd put a football helmet on and <laughs> boxing gloves. Oh, that's awesome! And he'd say, "Y'all handle it right now. We're gonna get this done." Yep. Now you can't do that anymore. Yeah. But it was kind of cool because it was like once you got done beating each other up with a football helmet on, you were done. You know, well, you, you so were exhausted and we kept I'm going to try that with my boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, obviously, obviously, you can't do that anymore, right? Correct. But at the same Correct. time, like, the two we had, um, uh, I understood both of them. I understood yeah. both of them. And, yeah. I was, mm-hmm. I, I, and I told, if we're on one side of this, I hope you do that again. And if somebody reacts to you doing the way you did this, I actually hope you do that again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, in NCAA sports, you can't fight and all that, right? But like, dust ups happen. They, they still happen. Like, little, yeah. like happen. Like, they happen like, everywhere, not just yeah. in baseball. You know they what? happen here. And I'm going to say this too. Like, you know, like we won 19 games here last year. People yeah. are used to bullying us around. Like, that's one thing we won't do. We won't get bullied. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We might yeah. get beat, but we won't get bullied. Yeah. And that's one thing. Like, I, I, I can hang my hat on going to a season. We have a, we'll have a house that's competitive. And uh, they won't be scared of the challenge. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So now you played baseball in high, uh, college and mm-hmm. high school, obviously. At what point did you decide you wanted to transition into coaching? To be honest with you, I wanted to be the youngest athletic director in the country at one point in time. Okay. That was my goal. I love that goal. Yeah, that was my goal. And so um, I, I went to junior college at Carl Albert State College. I went to another junior college at NOC Enid. And then mm-hmm. my third year, I went to a Division two school called Southeast Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. which was about 30 miles from where I was from, home of Reba McIntyre. And, I love Reba. Uh, Dennis Rodman. <laughs> Fancy Butler, was her name. Jeff Fry. So got some cool alums there. And uh-huh. uh, so I played baseball there for the winningest Division two coach of all time. Okay. He's in the Hall of Fame. He's named Mike Matheny. And then uh, my last semester, I graduated early, started, and I was playing my spring season, started my master's degree because... Then it was like, you have to have a master's, you get an administration, whatever. And again, my goal was to be an athletic director. And Mm -hmm. so, because I liked, even then, um, I liked the thought of fundraising. I liked the thought of hiring coaches. I liked the thought of uh, being like involved in 10 different sports. Mm -hmm. Just one, I liked the chaos. And so, um, and then, so when you're working on your master's, to get your master's paid for, you you coach. And um, I got really into recruiting. Okay. I got really into recruiting. You enjoyed that, huh? Oh, I love it. I still mm-hmm. love it. Uh-huh. Um, and so, and at a Division two school, you know, you're you're the hitting coach, you're the recruiting guy, you're the first base coach, you work with the infielders, you you do the strength conditioning, you kind of, you wear a lot of hats. Mm-hmm. And then my side gig, which actually paid me, and I'm proud of this, I made $8,000 on a 10-month contract for four years. Was, mm-hmm. I thought I was rich. Right? You were rich, weren't you? And, uh, <laughs> but I was, uh, I was an assistant marketing for um, our athletic department. Okay. And my job was to sell uh, uh, ads for the schedule posters. At the the one inch square was I can yep. still I can still tell you that the one inch square was two fifty or was two was two fifty, and the uh, the two by twos were five hundred, and I would just go to every business in town, and before you know it, that poster was making about forty grand a year, mm-hmm. and I just it was funny it kind of ran itself. Oh yeah, and uh, but then I was like and then like so so my so then I start doing the baseball thing, and I just got more responsibility, and then my and then my fifth year there that I got on full time, and then. It was mm-hmm. just kind of went on from there. Just yep. gotten into coaching. Yeah, just got just took mm-hmm. off. Yep, and then again, I just some of these opportunities come about. Um, I don't know how they come about, but they do. And uh, just again, after I've thought about it and prayed about it, and I just said, "Yep, let's do it." You just got you got you got blessed to be put in the right position to kind of take you down the path that you were meant to go down. Well, you said it earlier, people. So yeah. I, because I'm 
because I talk to a lot of people and I know a lot of people and um, like I, I met, I met Southeastern playing, I'm coaching. And then Josh holiday who gets the job at Oklahoma state back in fall 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, his uncle was my neighbor in small town, Oklahoma, Colgate, Oklahoma, who was my second closest neighbor, two miles away <laughs> and uh, grew up with him. Right. And so I, we were, and we were kicking tail down at my division two school doing a really good job. Um, he needed somebody from Oklahoma that knew the area. So I got the volunteer assistant job. So I told you I went from making eight grand to twenty four grand. Ooh, you were rich. Oh yeah, to you to, were rich to being uh, a volunteer assistant mm-hmm. for the next two years. I made ten and eleven grand. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, I tell you that just because like this baseball thing, like you don't do it for the money. Start, right. Like, still, I mean, and I and I've made mistakes doing it for the money, and I've told myself I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm just not. Just gonna do it for the love of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, well, it's just different. It's just different because when you've, I've, I've, I've. I've been part of some really highs in this business and I've been part of some really lows in this business. And, uh, I've just said, I'm not making like the, the money is always important, but like, it's not going to be the biggest factor. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you, you, you mentioned recruiting mm-hmm. and I can imagine you on, on the recruiting trail. Mm. So we're going to do a little test. Yep. We've got Chris Smith in here with us. Chris yep. is a five-star, four-star athlete baseball player. Yeah. He lives, you know, an hour from Clarksville, Tennessee. He's looking at all these big schools. Yeah. Is that and, a four-star or five-star? Is that a thing? Not, not, not in our sport, but I, I, didn't I, think I know so. where he's going. Okay, yeah, I know. I'm, I know just, I'm well, kidding. I know. But anyway, so we've got an outstanding athlete here, and you know there's some big schools mm-hmm. looking at him. Mm-hmm. You're knocking on Chris's door. What do you say to him? Why is he coming to Austin P? Why is he coming to Austin P? Yeah. Why are you going to get him to Austin P? How are you going to get Man, him there? Chris, right? Chris? Yeah, Chris. Chris, Chris, do you uh, you love baseball? Or do you like baseball? I like it. You like it? Well, then it's probably in the place for you then. Because I want people that love this place. Oh, I love, I love there that. There you go. All right, now, now what if I said I love it? Well, then, then we have, have a, we're about to have an awesome conversation. I'm mm-hmm. talking like change your life conversation because uh, do you want to be a uh, all-conference player one day? Well, yeah. You want to be an all-American? Sure. How about player of the year? That's a big deal, right? That sounds awesome. How about a draft pick? I don't know if I could do that, Coach. Oof. Do you, you, you dream of playing in the major leagues one day, right? Yeah. Well, then you should come to Austin P. Because well, for one, because here's why. Here's why. Because Austin P. has done all these things that you want to accomplish. Right? We can get you graduated. Your mom, your dad, your high school friends, your aunts and uncles can all come down our way and watch you play. Right? You can make a huge impact for your little community down here. Right? They get the bus. They come down. They watch you play here on the radio here at... 97.5, right? They come out and watch you play, right? And then on top of that, you get your degree, right? Maybe meet your wife one day, right? But on top of that, man, this place has 185 all-conference players, 15 players of the year, 25 All-Americans, 77 major league selections, right? we got nine big leaguers, nine guys that play in the major leagues. Like, so you can get everything that you want to accomplish right down the road. Oh, by the way, you like scholarship? You like people paying for your school? Well, Yeah. Your right-handed pitcher, like 95 miles an hour, right? Yeah, 98. 98? Okay, so it's really simple. It's really simple. Yeah, um, get it right, Coach. I'll pay for all your school. I'll pay for tuition, books, fees, food, housing. That's a full ride. That's that's rare in the mm-hmm. sport, right? Yeah. So that means zero college debt, right? So one day when you're done with this and baseball's over with, you don't have to start putting money towards the school you just had to go to for four years, right? Mm-hmm. You start that little family and start putting money in the bank, right? Mom and dad don't have to sit there and help you out the whole time, right? There's a lot of things that we can start you out here to get you where you want to go. 
That's that's only if you really want to be great. If you don't want to be great, then don't come here. But if you want to be elite, you should you should think about coming to Austin P. Let's go pee. I'm bad. Let's go pee. <laughs> I got my gloves still. Huh? I still got my gloves. Get it. There's we got walk on trials coming up. Come on. All right. I dare you. I double dog dare you. I think we you, should Charlie. make a big deal about it. I think you should come out to walk on tryouts. I can. Hey, I'll come video. You need video a knuckleballer? Huh? You need a knuckleballer? Hey, come in I'll there to change your pace. Chris comes in throwing you know, 98. I come in there and stun him with a 45 mile I mean, knuckleballers knuckleball. are still, are still, it's a lost start, but they are still dominant. R.A. Dickey? I taught him. Yeah. I bet you I still have eligibility left. That would still work. Oh, I would listen. You need to. You need to, like to make sure. I was going to say, would you please make sure he stretches out really well before that? Because you know we're not as young as we used to be. I'm a good cheerleader. I'll come out cheerleading for you. I'll come cheerleading for you. You, you told you told me you're buying season tickets, right? Oh, yeah, I buy, I buy season tickets. Okay, right sure. behind right behind the uh, outfield fence with the bleachers. You go put up there where we can. We are. We are. Well, we're yeah, putting, the we are putting a new wall up. It's going to be the, yeah. the biggest center what field it, wall in the country. What new is, is happening really? there? Facts. What like that? That is something new. What 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 new stuff is happening out there right now? Well, the the Downey Center, which is where our player lounge and locker room just got done about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. It is um, when I was on my interview and I went back, I told people it was an A plus. Okay, A plus. Um, and I've been in some pretty cool places. Mm-hmm. Um, we're about to totally redesign the whole entire field. Okay. Um, Right now, we uh, after our fall gets over with, we're taking all the padding off, <laughs> putting uh, black padding up, dugouts black, the dugout railing black, and then we're uh, I'm reconstructing the outfield. So at the hand, we have we've had some water issues there. Obviously, that's that's no secret. Uh, and so you know when you're on the when I'm on the interview, Gerald's t- telling me about it, and you're not really supposed to tell people how to fix things when you're on the interview, right? Yeah. And I said, well, look, I'm just going to throw this out there. Like you know, the water when it rains, it comes in about 20, 30 feet. Sometimes in center. And uh, I said, why don't you just move center field in 20, 30 feet and put a huge old wall up and make it unique? He's like, he looked at, he looked at Jordan Harmon and said, why haven't we thought about that? He's like, can you do that? I said, yeah, you can do whatever you want. And so we're going to move it in 20 feet, and I'm going to go up 30 feet tall, which yeah. Fenway in, in Boston yeah. is 37. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's left field is 32. Yeah. And left, we're going center. Yeah. And uh, most center fields are 75 feet across. We're going 95 feet across. So it'll be what, the most unique center field. I'm just telling you in college baseball, and then where it connects back at left center and right mm-hmm. center at a 45 degree angle, where the padding is still eight feet, right? Yeah. If it hits those pads, it'll shoot towards right and left field, yeah. right? Yeah. Create some chaos. Okay, mm-hmm. we're going to be the University of Damage and <laughs> Chaos. Right? Yeah, yeah. And then right field, I'm bringing in to 300, like pesky pole in Fenway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to create a student section. I'm going to change the view instead of watching it like. Looking at the right fielder, I'm going to change the view to kind of like looking at the infield for, yeah. that, for that area, and I'm going to put the student section behind the visitors bullpen. Okay, kind of give them something to kind of like, uh, kind of like the uh, the hog pen in uh, mm-hmm. left yeah. center. At, uh, so they can so they can heckle the uh, visiting team. They can heckle the visiting yeah. team. They can go down there and have some fun. They can bring their mm-hmm. tents. They can bring their music. They can bring a smoker. Yeah. They can. I want to like them to authentically let that happen. Like if we're any good, people come watch. Like if we win, people come watch. If you don't, they won't. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. But like you have to give them, a, you have to give them somewhere to like claim. Right. Yep. And we thought about doing it outside the stadium, but then if it rains, it's a little muddy back there. I said no. Let's. There's a gate down there. Let's give them that corner. Is it that grassy area kind yeah, of back hill. behind there? Yeah. The hill. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And the hill down there, and they can they can park either out in right field where that parking lot is. Yep. They can park in Fortera and walk down the side uh, the sidewalk. So, again, um, and I, I'm kind of on this going around talking to some of these organizations and like this is they say, where do we where do we go? Well, 
we've just kind of made it in the last two weeks. Yeah. So. So what, will center field be like three seventy five, three eighty with a tall? Yeah, it'll be about three seventy five. Uh, which again, that sounds short. But you got to remember, thirty feet tall is really tall now. It's like mm-hmm. you're, gonna, you're gonna have to get it. Like, you're gonna have, you're gonna have to hit it over four hundred to get over yeah, that. So and yeah, high. you're gonna have to hit it high as the deal. So there'll be some balls that. Um, and if, and if people really walk some of these um, stadiums and measure them, they're not. They might say four hundred. They are not four hundred. They're three eighty, or they're three eighty five, or they're yeah. three ninety, or that what you put on the fence is what people think they are, but they're not. They're, there's a lot of misconception on how big some of these parks are. Now, with us bringing it in, um, there's going to be some a lot of doubles. It'll yeah. take away some homers, right? Because yeah. this was an offensive ballpark. I'm trying to because if you want to win championships, you can do it with pitching and defense. And I believe we're going to score runs no matter where we're playing or what the field looks like. Yeah. Um, people will come in and, and they will not know how to play that big wall. Uh, they will not know how it kicks off and how far it kicks off. Yeah. Uh, they will not know when the you know when the ball goes in the right field how much it's going to like, kind of shoot back around because when I bring 300 in, I'm also going to create a angle there as well where it hits it shoots back to right like right center. Yeah. So it's just going to be a lot of uh, chaos out there. And then on top of that, I would I don't I think we have bigger announcements coming about what the field actually is going to look like. Yeah. Not this season, but for next. That's, that's cool. He can't fun. tell us that right now. That's I don't yeah. think. too much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I, I want to, I, I want this place to be fun. I've been to a lot. So I, I've been lucky enough to coach in the SEC, the big 12, uh, mid-major colleges, division two schools. Um, you have, you, for one, you have to win. Yeah. And, but for two, like you want people to come out. And I said this, in my press conference, Clarksville is an awesome town. Like this needs to be Clarksville's team. Like yeah. I need, I need people to come watch the boys. Like, like that's like you win and you get momentum and you get energy from like the crowds. You just do. People can say what they want. Like that, they're important. Yeah. And um, and for us, um, we have to kind of build that atmosphere and recreate that and get some new energy plugged in around the ballpark. And if we do that, I think I think people will like. It. Well, I know that if energy trickles down, that we're going to be okay because he has a lot of it, and I love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh, energy, effort, enthusiasm, and edge. That's the uh, ease that are around our house. Mm-hmm. And um, I, if, if people walk away seeing our guys compete, the energy's high, uh, their enthusiasm is is there, their mm-hmm. efforts there. Then I'm we're doing what we're supposed to do. So, game your first real like first game. Yeah. I mean, you're undefeated right now. I'm undefeated. You, yeah, you've got a perfect record. Perfect. But, but your real <laughs> first game is in February. February, I think it's 16th. Illinois State comes to town for three games. Phew. So, yeah. so everybody go buy your season tickets. Yep. Maybe get some hand warmers mm-hmm. and come on out and watch the chaos. Oh yeah, it will be chaos. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, it'd be. We good. need a fire pit out there for the for the. Do whatever you want. Hey. Whatever you want. Charlie, if you get all that organized, I'll I'll join you and Tracy. Okay. Just show up. I can just, do it. First part is just walking through the gate. So that's right. it. Just get there. Right. If you like what you see, come back. That's all there's to it. I'll come back, baby. I'll come back just to watch you. Come on. Well, I don't know about that. I'm I'll I'll be there. But the random question. Yep. What is your favorite major league baseball team? Oh, Boston Red Sox. Boston Red Sox. Okay. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm a big uh, Rangers and Cardinals fans because I'm a know, huge Cardinal and, fan. And, and, so and I ask. And in Oklahoma, you got the you know Rangers South, and you got the Cardinals mm-hmm. North, and, and I was lucky enough to work with uh, Matt Holiday the last three years, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then that was really cool. And yeah, so, uh, being able to be around him and learn some of the Cardinal way it was kind of cool. My son got to throw a first pitch at Bush Stadium when he was 10 years old. Wow. Yeah, that. so he will be a Cardinal fan for the rest of his Maybe life. Maybe you should throw a first pitch out at uh, 
a hand. Oh, I think that's a great idea. Listen, I can get it across the plate. I know you think that I'm going to embarrass myself, but no, well, I can't. Would you throw from, like, would you cheat and move up on the grass? Oh, heck no. No, 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 okay. no. I would practice. I would practice. Okay. I, just, I would practice. I would practice. My son, got, my son got it across the plate in the stadium at 10 years old. Who's your favorite baseball player all time? Oh, that's a good mm. question. Man. I mean, I, I like is, I like Ozzy Smith a whole bunch. You know, my my mom loves Ozzy Smith. She wanted mm-hmm. to name my brother Ozzy. My dad wouldn't wouldn't. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they drew names out of a hat and five times in a row it came back Nolan because my my mom's favorite player is Nolan Ryan. Yeah, uh-huh. um, she set that up. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so man, um, Who, who'd you emulate in high school? I mean, there, there had to be somebody you were just like. I, I got asked this question on my on, on my podcast, you know, and I said this because I worked with them, but like after being around working with Robin Ventura, yeah, um, yeah, I really love him. Did you like, ask him if when Nolan beat him up if it hurt? Uh, no, we only talked about that once. Um, he he he's he's a great sport. He's the ultimate. Yeah. He's oh the, yeah, he's the I'm talking ultimate guys guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of hard not to be a big huge fan of Matt either because yeah. Matt mm-hmm. is the jolly, like so big and presence and um, yeah. his servant heart is about as servant as it gets for a person that doesn't yeah. need any, like a ten- he's just awesome. Um, you know what? I really love Ricky Henderson. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. I love, I liked Ricky's swag. I liked the way he stole yeah. bases. I liked it. He had some flair before that was a thing. You know, everybody's got flair now, but like. Ricky Henderson was a guy kind of ahead of his time. He had the neon batting gloves. He had the oh, sunglasses. Yeah. He uh, he was pimping home runs. He, heck, he was pimping how he catched uh, fl- fly balls in the outfield. Oh yeah, he had he just had presence about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I liked a lot. Ozzy Smith was another big mm-hmm. one. Um, they like, just exude personality yeah, even off Ryan the field. Ryan Sandberg because I watched WGN oh, all the time. Steady. Second baseman number twenty three. I love watching the Braves. You know that back when you know the Tom Glavin, John Smoltz. Um, Andy Pet, oh, Andy Pet, uh, Steve Avery, yeah, Mark Lemke, all yeah. Pendleton, all of David Justice, Crime yeah. Dog. Like, I yeah. just like error. I think I like more errors because, like, even when we, we we got some new uniforms coming, I'm trying to get like I'm trying to like make uniforms like the like the '80s and '90s teams. Like, oh yeah, was, well, retro's kind of in right now. Yeah. It's a big thing. Yeah, it's kind of. I, mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So I'm gonna ask this last question. Right. What position did you play in baseball? Um, I was a center fielder. Okay. In high school. And then when I got to college, I was just a utility player. I played second, short, mm-hmm. third, played everywhere but first and catch. And I should have been a catcher. But I should have, I should have been a catcher. Mm-hmm. I was short, I had a good arm, and I couldn't hit. So um, <laughs> that would have been the perfect spot for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now that you're a coach, you know that, right? Yeah. Now, now I look back and I'm like, I missed my moment. I should have mm-hmm. been a catcher. Wow. Yeah. Well, is there anything that you want to share with our audience before we close? Anything? Like in no, no, I mean, you know, I, he mentioned earlier, I mean, I, I want people to come watch our team. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not about us coaches. I have an awesome staff, but like I need people to come watch our team. We have a lot of new faces. We have some Clarksville kids. Um, I just want people to get behind our players. Yep. And um, that, that's the biggest thing. Uh, come watch us play. Come enjoy what hopefully the product we have on the field. Um, we have kids doing a lot of things right in the classroom mm-hmm. and off the field. And um, again, they've earned that. They, they've earned people coming and like spending money to buy a ticket or season tickets, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some really cool events coming up. I want to mention those real quick. Yep. We have a we have a wild card game November first, Tuesday at six. So in college baseball, there's fall World Series games. It's like a five game deal. I said nope. I want to be different. Um, I want a one game 
uh, winner take all. I'm talking like cheerleaders on on one dugout, try to get the band on the other dugout. I'm inviting all the sports teams. We're getting Domino's to bring pizza. I'm going to get a DJ on the uh, in one dugout doing walk up songs. Like I'm talking like have a ton of fun for one night uh, under the lights at November 1st, and then we have uh, January 28th. We're bringing back the first pitch banquet. Um, I want our alums and our fans that come to that. It's going to be uh, on campus. We'll set some details out. But January 28th is our first pitch banquet um, because I got this job because of alums mm-hmm. and uh, some of the people that played here. And uh, I want I want to get some – I want to get a big crew back in the room and celebrate some things we've done and then celebrate them um, and, and why this place has got the tradition it does. So those are I love two, it. Those are two dates that I think are important for people to know. Bang. Bang. I didn't hear the bang the whole time. You Well – do it again one more time. Bang. Bang. Bang bang is a energy word for a lot of things. Okay? It's an energy drink too. It is. You know what? I never everybody talks to me about that. I've never actually had a full I haven't um, either, but I have teenagers. Yeah, bang's just energy word. It's yeah. just something that you hit a home run, okay. bang. You get a recruit back. Okay. I actually have, I actually have graphics um that have like welcome to Stashville or welcome to the P or whatever it may be. It mm-hmm. says bang on it. So um we use that analogy for a lot of things, but it's good. It's, Ready? it's, it's part of the house. Man, oh man. Bang. Buckle up. <laughs> Thank you thanks. for joining us oh, today. Thanks for having I'm me. looking forward awesome. to this season. Yeah. It'll be it sounds fun. First pitch, right? You're, yep. you're good for that, right? Yep. Put me down. I'll go. Okay. All right. I'm down. For what you wish for. Subscribe to Clarksville's conversation wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss out on a single conversation.